0: Miss Babs, she does like everybody to be cozy. Yeah. So, so if you feel like you want to get up and get a little more cozy, go ahead. Um, for those of you who don't know, how many of you do know who Miss Babs is? Raise your hand. Let's see. Okay. I think pretty how much. come I don't know y'all? Oh, she doesn't know y'all. <laughs> y'all are going to have to introduce yourselves to her. Um, but she is uh, Brother Francis, who is our founding pastor, of this church, 1980, correct? Um, yes, this is his lovely bride. And so um, we, I'm so excited to have you here with us because, listen, Titus tells us to get the seasoned women to come and teach us, uh, the rest of us women. And to be honest, I don't know that there's a lot of seasoned women who are willing to teach the younger women, but also is there younger women that want to listen to the seasoned women? It goes two ways.
1: Not too many.
0: Unfortunately, not too many. So tonight I'm really excited to have her here because when we spend time together, when I talk to her, there's so much wisdom that comes from walking with the Lord for so many years and remaining rooted. Like she's remained rooted in the Lord. So what she has to share with us it comes from number one, the word, but also comes from her experience, how she has experienced God, and so anyway i'm just I'm excited i'm I'm going to stop talking now, but introducing Miss
1: Babs, so go ahead <laughs> okay, I had a song I wanted y'all to hear uh if Doug will play it for us, but uh, first, I would like Put to go closer. To- i would like for you maybe to bow your head and just listen to the words of this song uh it might not be your kind of music but uh the words are very powerful it's all about jesus and how he wants us to present him in the world and i would like for you to just meditate on it as he uh as you sit due to copyright we cannot include this song on our podcast if you would like to listen to the song Just pause this podcast and go to YouTube or Spotify and search Michael English, Daystar, Shine Down on Me and look for the version that is 5 minutes and 31 seconds or 5 minutes and 32 seconds. I would like to share a testimony with you about this song. It's such a powerful prayer and it actually should be the prayer of every Christian. Sometimes we just... Walk aimlessly in the world and we, we meet people on every side of us. No matter where you go, you're going to meet a crowd of people. You don't know these people, but they're all, there are some that are hurting, there are some that need us. And when my husband passed away, uh, passed away in January of 2019, and that June, I got up one morning, got up that morning, went into my living room and I sat in the chair and I I was just uh, doing my reading and my Bible thing and everything and I decided well let me look at the calendar I didn't even know what day it was and it was happened to be um, our first wedding anniversary and I just don't know what happened I just all I can explain was that a spirit of grief just I mean, just overtook me. And I hadn't cried so so hard in all my life as I did that day. And I just started, I, I felt like Jesus was standing in front of me. And I said, Lord, I said, I don't want to be here. I just want you to take me home, take me home. And it, it wasn't like a... That I was actually feeling sorry, it was like I just I just want to go home. I have no purpose. And I said, Lord, I'm 81 years old. Nobody wants to fool with an 80 year old woman. Mm -hmm. And the church had given me a set of Francis's tapes, and so I picked one of the CDs up and I went and put it in. I don't even know what it what, what the name of it was, but I went and put it in the player. I thought well, if I could just I said, Lord, if I could just hear His voice, everything would be okay. And uh, he started. It started. He was preaching on Joshua, and about Joshua uh, doing what God had called him to do. And he said, uh, and God said to Joshua, "Be not discouraged and be not dismayed, for I am the Lord your God, and I will be with you." And I'm listening to that and. And I don't even remember what he said, but then toward the end of the tape he said, and there are many things that cause people to be discouraged and everything, and he said, he named a few things. And the last thing he said was, and the death of a loved one. And when he said that, it sounded to me like he had raised his voice at me. And... If y'all knew Brother Francis, that man couldn't talk loud if he wanted to. He never raised his voice to me or my children in the 61 and a half years that we were married. But it sounded like his voice raised and he said, And I'll say to you, as God said to Joshua, Be not dismayed, be not discouraged, for I'm the Lord your God and I will be with you. And he said, And if you're a Christian, you have no reason or excuse to be feeling like you're feeling right now. I jumped up out of my chair, and I I don't know why, I just said, he's fussing at me. (laughs) And I started laughing. I laughed so hard. And that spirit just left me. And from that day on, uh, when I think about him, and if I do cry, it's not, it's not, it's tears of of joy is actually tears of just remembering the good things that and the things that God has uh, done in my life and he's brought us brought me through so many things that would be here all night if I tell you everything that that he's done in my life but the the thing that I wanted to share with you tonight is your love life how's your love life i took that song and I made that my prayer. And I started praying that God would show me uh wherever I go, the part where it said, Lord, lead me and I will follow. The only reason I'm here tonight talking to you is because that's part of that prayer that I, pr- I put this uh, CD in my car and I go all around town listening to that song. And y'all, I'm telling you, if you will take this to heart, and actually ask God to let you be that sweet aroma. All these things in that song that, uh, like the lily of the valley, the Bible talks about Jesus being the lily of the valley. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's the bright and morning star. He is the day star. And He wants to work in our lives. Uh, and that's why He came to save us and then for us to go out into the world and be that light no matter where we go and uh, Sherry told me I should share this so I think I will (laughs) okay so think about the song okay (laughs) anyway so I play this in my car so uh, I go into um, Hobby Lobby and I'm, I'm in a hurry because I, I wanted to go get something. I was sewing something. I went to get a sewing thing. There was this young lady standing there at, looking at the same things I was looking at. She was expecting a baby. She looked like she was about ready to deliver. And uh, she had her phone and it was on speaker. She had it like this. And uh, she was very nervous and she kept, and it was her husband on the, on the line and he was trying to tell her, what he wanted her to buy and she said, but I can't, I don't see it I, I don't know what you're talking about and all of a sudden he starts cussing I mean he starts using foul language and he's uh I mean yelling at, at her and screaming and I, I just moved over to her uh, I'm on this side of her and I moved over and I said, sir I said, there's an old lady standing next to your wife and I said, and she doesn't appreciate the the way you're talking to her. You're using such foul language. I said you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> and he said, Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ma'am. I said, Oh no, sir, don't tell me you're sorry. I said, uh, I see she's expecting your baby. I said, Is that how you're going to talk in your home to your child? I said you ought to be ashamed of yourself. He said, "Oh, ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." I said, "Sir, you haven't offended me. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with your wife." I said, "She's so close to tears. She's a nervous wreck." I said, uh, "Tell her you're sorry." So he kind of, he calmed down and he said, "Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I did. Uh, I'm so sorry. I got upset with you." And so he did. He made it right. So. <laughs> So I told him, I said, so I said, you did good, sir. I said, so now I said, I'm a seamstress. Tell me what you want and I'll help her find it. So he did. And so I helped her. Oh, wow. So, so after she hung up, that poor lady grabbed me and she hugged me so tight. She said, oh, ma'am, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For he always so- talks to me like that. And I saw her two more times in the store. And every time I'd go around and she was, coming, she would grab me, she'd say, she said, ma'am, I am so glad you said what you said to him. I said, well, honey, I said, the next time he talks to you like that, he would probably think about that old lady that <laughs> got all over him about that. But I, I tell you that for uh, for one reason, I don't do things like that. I, I really don't. But because of that song and the commitment I had made to the Lord, because I knew I have a purpose, I'm here for a reason. I'm not just to get up every day and do what I want to do, but to have that um, mind, being mindful of I'm here. I'm here for a purpose. We're all Christians. Every one of you in here have some type of gift that God wants to use. And there's somebody out there that needs that. And so we're supposed to be using those gifts that he's given us because there are are scriptures in the Bible that tells us how to walk in this world. We're supposed to walk cautiously. Uh, I think the King James says circumspectly in the world, meaning being cautious of the people around you and what's going on. Uh, God will show you people that need you. I even had a lady in TJ Maxx call me and ask me to come hug her. I didn't even know that woman. She didn't know me. I, I went and I hugged her. I prayed for her, whatever. And uh, we went our way. But things will. God will show you things that you've never seen before. And that's why I like this song. And I tell everybody I know to get that song, play it, listen to it, and let it be a, a, your prayer that wherever you go in the world, uh, that your light will be shining. Uh, the scripture tells us that we are the light in this world now. Uh, and we're to be the salt. And I was kind of salty to that man, you know. <laughs> but it was, but it was in the right spirit. We're not supposed to put people down. I was taken up for his wife, and and I honestly, people that know me know I don't do things like that. But I had to do it that day. I, I had no choice. I I just started saying things. I didn't mean to do it.
0: I <laughs> but think anyway. God wanted you to do it. Yes, He did.
1: <laughs> now Lord, I have. I wanted know. her to read. Uh, they're gonna put on the screen the yes, uh 1 Corinthians 13, because we're gonna talk about God's love and how uh we need to understand what that really means. She's gonna read it because I can't see all that far. First Corinthians thirteen. Oh,
0: you're gonna read it from your Bible. That one I have, yes. Ma'am.
1: I thought he was gonna put Oh, he did, oh, but it's, see- it's so little I you can't see that.
0: I can see it here. Okay, it says If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing." If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever.
1: And there's two other scriptures I wanted her to read. Uh, I think uh, Matthew 5, no, Wait, no, 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 no. I wrote them down. I did. Matthew 7, 21 to 23.
0: Okay, Matthew 7, 21. Uh, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity.
1: Okay, read, uh, the, Matthew six twenty-one to 23. Matthew 6. Wait, no. No. Nope.
0: Wait, no, no. I have to Wait, no, it's
1: 14. I wrote the wrong one down. No, no, no. There was another one in Matthew about uh, the intent of the heart. Oh, well.
0: Wait, he had, oh, is it uh, for if ye forgive men their trespasses? Yes, that's it. Okay. Um, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses.
1: Okay, I put those two scriptures in because uh, the first time I ever read those two scriptures, I, it actually put the fear of God in me. It I really did because uh, I need forgiveness because I do wrong too and I need, I need forgiveness. And the scripture is telling us that if we can't forgive others, people that have wronged us, and if we hold any grudges or we hold any unforgiveness, we won't be forgiven. And if you want forgiveness, this is serious. If you want forgiveness, then you have to forgive. I had somebody say to me one time, uh, they were talking to me about somebody that they were having difficulty with. And so I was trying to Tell the person about this, you know, that uh, you have to forgive. And, oh, well, I, and, and it, it happened to be a gentleman. He said, well, I do forgive, but I don't, lo- I don't like them. I said, well, you just contradicted yourself. I said, you, you either love them or you don't. You, you can't say, well, I love them, but I don't like them. It's, you don't like the things that they do and that's okay because we we don't agree with sin but we have to love the person it's not a feeling that we have he's talking about the agape love that we're supposed to show other people and i'm telling you if you learn how to do that and understand this uh the little thing that we passed out to you if i'm going to explain it to you a little bit more uh But anyway, when you get a a revelation on that and how God loves, he loved us while we were yet in our sin. And we need to love others the same way, even though they're still in their sin. They can be against you, but you don't have to be against them. Because you see, when I stand before the Lord, I'm not going to give an answer to what that person did to me or what they said to me, how they hurt my feelings or whatever. I'm going to give an answer to him by the way, I responded to that person. And and you, uh, my husband used to say all the time, you should act, you should never react. But this old human flesh, you know, always wants to react to to what people say and what they do to us. And people hold so many grudges and they go to their grave with Adam, not forgiving. They're, they're families that don't want to even talk to each other. And I just can't understand why a Christian could do that, you know, could live like that. It must be miserable. And then the other uh, scripture uh, was talking about the motive of the heart. When uh, Jesus said, uh, he would say to those that said, well, Lord, didn't we do it? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? And Jesus said, well, I would say to you, depart from me. I never knew you because they were doing it for the wrong reason, the intent of the heart. And that's what God looks at when he sees what we do. He's not concerned about uh, all the things I can do. He's more concerned about the intent of my heart and why I do what I do. And so this this teaching on the fruit of the Spirit, if you honestly get it, if you will really uh, ask God to give you a revelation of this, Uh, I heard somebody, they were preaching on this and for some reason they were just talking about how we're supposed to love people and you know, the normal sermon you hear on the fruit of the spirit but it looked like the the words came up like this in front of me and and I saw them as you see on here Love, joy, and peace only comes from God. It's not the kind of love and joy and peace that the world gives. But it's, you can only get this from, from God. And it's the agape love. And that's what he wants us to have is his love, his joy, and his peace. And when we, uh, but if we depend on the circumstances of life, uh, we'll be either happy or unhappy. So it has nothing to do with being happy. It has a, a, a thing of being joyful and having God's peace in your life. Even going through the things that I went through with my husband, him passing away, I never lost my joy or my peace because my peace wasn't dependent upon my circumstances. It was depending upon my, con, my condition with him and the love life that I had with him, with Jesus. And I, I just love Jesus. He, he's, he's done so much in my life and in my family and I could never thank him enough for all that he's done. Uh, and many of you know that I was uh, in an orphanage and then I went to live with an uncle who was a Baptist preacher and he was, a good, he was a good preacher and his wife and they took me in. They had six kids and they took me in and uh, so I saw how they had to live as a family. Sometimes they got paid, sometimes they didn't, and sometimes we ate tomato gravy for a week, and sometimes we had some food to eat. <laughs> but, but it was so. Of course, I was a teenager, so I told my uncle, I said, Uncle Reggie, I said, when I get out of this house... I'll never darken the door of another church as long as I live. And furthermore, I never marry a preacher. <laughs> he said, oh, Barbara Jean, one day you'll understand. I understand now, and I don't want to live like that. Well, when I married my husband, he was not a Christian. Yeah, he didn't get saved for five years after that. And uh so I felt safe. I said, well, this boy would never be a preacher. <laughs> na 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 But <laughs> <laughs> And, he did, and then after he got saved, the Lord started dealing with him about preaching the gospel. So when he first told me he was going to preach the gospel, I said, oh, that just means you're going to uh, preach to all those guys out at the plant? Because <laughs> I, I, I knew what preaching the gospel meant. You know? <laughs> I said, you, you're not going to uh, be a preacher, are you? He said, oh, no. No. <laughs> Anyway, so the rest is history. <laughs> so, but anyway, these three things—if you see—that's uh, your relationship to Jesus Christ, and and you really need to get those three. Uh, maybe ask God for a, a revelation, because I got a revelation of that, and that's actually what set me free. Where I I don't I don't even know how to hold a grudge anymore. But and, and the next three is long suffering, gentleness, and goodness. That's our relationship to other people, how you treat other people. The last three is faithfulness, meekness, and temperance, which means self-control, and that deals with self. So we have the three parties that we're supposed to be in tune with, and that's God, others, and then with self. And and if you look, the arrow's going down, you see love... We just read it, it's long-suffering, and love, God is faithful. And everything that he does, he's always faithful. I love the scripture that says, I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He's so faithful in everything that he does with us. I had one of my daughters one time, her and her husband were having a hard time making ends meet, and she asked me, uh, she said, Mama, you th- you think it would be all right if we got food stamps? So I said, Baby, I was young now, I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken his seed begging bread. I said, You'll never go hungry. You're our seed. And you'll never beg bread. No, you don't need the government. Jesus will take care of you. And so she decided she was going to go get hungry. Food stamps. So she did. I think she had them about a week. <laughs> she said, my mom, I'm so sorry I went and got those food stamps. I said, baby, you did what you wanted to do. I wasn't going to make her feel bad because she went and got food stamp. Okay, look at joy. Joy is gentle and it's meek. It's humility. The joy of the Lord makes you humble. And you will be gentle to other people. It'll just automatically be there if you have the joy of the Lord. And peace is goodness. Mm -hmm. You will be good to others. You won't be judgmental. You won't be angry with them. You won't hold any grudges. You can only do good. And temperance. Peace will cause you to have self-control because your, your priority will be on living for Jesus and doing what he wants you to do. And so that takes care of self. If you can get a, if you don't really understand it, ask God to give you a revelation of it. And he will, just like he did with me. And, uh, also I wanted to give you some homework. I think my time's about up cuz she told me I only had 15 20 minutes. <laughs> so so I'm going to give you your homework. I want you to read Matthew 5 6 and 7. We did this in a Bible study at uh, uh that Tamara did it was one of the best uh Bible studies I've ever been in. It was on the uh the beatitudes. And the and the back of the book she had the lady had written out uh the the three chapters but there was no break in it and so I was reading it one morning I read the first uh, the chapter uh, five then I was in about the middle of the sixth chapter and it's Jesus preaching to the multitudes on the Sermon on the Mount and all of a sudden I felt like I was in that crowd it was such a tremendous experience I felt like I was in the crowd and Jesus was in the front of us and, and, he's pre- and I was reading it out loud. And y'all, the things that Jesus told us to do and not do, somebody once said the Christian life isn't hard, it's impossible. And when you read these three chapters, you will see that it's impossible to live this. But we have the unction of the Holy Ghost in us. And we can live like that in this world, and it would it'll bless you if you read it in that light. Don't don't read it chapter by chapter. Just continue to read the whole thing. When Jesus went up to the mountain and he taught the people, and it's just it's beautiful. It it was such a blessing to uh, to do that Bible study and to see that Jesus uh, he told us all kind of stuff not to do. <laughs> and to do yeah. and how to live in this world so that's all i got to say